to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. Trevor's dancing over here. With his um, tongue. We're all vibing. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael. I'm a chaser. And today, I am an excited April boy, because April is my birthday month. Well, I'm April 17th. And I can't wait. I'm turning 32. It's a year I've never been before. So, <laughs> oh, you're gonna like it. It's a yeah, good I can't tell you the number of times I've been 32, Michael. <laughs> I really can't. We all can. I'd have to, I, I'd have to kill you. Hi, my name is Don. Uh, I am a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood, and today I have Michael's salty nuts in my mouth. So, pardon oh, me if boy. you hear the lip smacking every once in a while. I. Your care, cashews. Care to clarify that? They're cashews. What? I'm having your cashews. They're uh. lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, Hi, I'm Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and certified chubby chaser. It's true. It is true. He had um, it recertified last week. That's right. That's laminated. And um, yes, I, I am enjoying the cool pleasantness of a, of a gray Los Angeles. It's true. It is very cloudy out. You're salty. Uh, <laughs> I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub here in cloudy Valley Village, California. <laughs> That's right. And um, I don't know. I am feeling good. I had a little red velvet loaf cake. I had an mm. egg bite sous vide. had some coffee. I'm feeling ready to start the day. He's on the Starbucks meal plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It's, yeah, I'm, I was wagging my tongue as I was dancing. It's, it's a good day. <laughs> Naughty boy. He's like, a, he's like a big old puppy dog with the yeah. che- cheeseburger ball gag. <laughs> yeah, that was a... Uh, dog toy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a reference to a conversation you guys weren't privy to. Yes. How funny is that? <laughs> <laughs> now we're a real podcast. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, since we're so professional... <laughs> I think this is the perfect Great segue, segue here. That's right. Segue, to, baby. Segue it. Good job. Uh, we are going to be launching a Patreon. Da, da. Da, da, da. I should probably have a sound cue for that. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a champagne cork? It's supposed to be, yeah. Oh, well, at least you got it. It was supposed to be a cork, but I feel like they should have like the fizzy bubbles after that, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, we're launching a Patreon because I have been editing the show for over two years now. Um, and while I love doing the show, um, it is work. I edit for a living in addition to editing the show. So this it does eventually take a toll on me. I get pretty exhausted, which is why we take our hiatuses. But even on the hiatuses, Michael is still editing the content for the hiatus. Yeah, yeah I'm still mm-hmm. doing that. And I'm, we're, all, we're, we're taking those breaks because I have so much regular work to do that I can't do the podcast work, <laughs> even though I'm still doing some podcast work. Anyway, it's, it's just been a long buildup, and we've gotten to a point where it really feels necessary to hire an editor for the show. Um, so we are launching a Patreon channel to support that cause on, wait for it, my birthday. April 17th. Yay. Give me a, a birthday present on the 17th of this month. Um, we're going to keep you guys posted on all of that. But yeah, it's, it's very exciting times. Yeah. We hope that you'll stand with us as we try and take our show to the next level and continue That's bringing right. you all the good stuff that we've brought you for the past two years. Mm-hmm. But maybe with more regularity and less Michael tears. Yeah, fewer tears, definitely fewer tears and gray hairs. Um, and also, I mean, this could, of course, could expand out into other things. But we're going to try and do a live episode at Bigger Vegas. That's pending still. We're we're working on it. Um, we don't know, but you know, it's it, there's a lot of stuff that that could go into beyond just hiring an editor. Um, of course, it will come with exclusive content. It's not just about mm-hmm. supporting the show, although that is always the first request. We don't advertise the show. Um, we don't spread it around yeah. besides word of mouth. Like what you guys do and say is really the the best kind of recommendation and support we can get. And um, yeah, so that's where we're going with it. I'm just laughing because of how much this sounds like Pledge Week. 
Oh, <laughs> NPR pledge. <laughs> so one of the t- one of the tier levels we have is a tote bag. No, no, no. So no. You have to use your NPR voice. Yeah. One of the no, we pledge don't. levels that we have is a. I want to make it very clear we don't have tote bags. We don't. No, no, no merch yet. Uh, although I've been, I don't know the the shirt thing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I've been trying to solve. It's not really. It's not really solvable. Solvable. Um, um, we've done a lot of research. Um, that's why we've opted for ponchos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blankets. We could totally do blankets, like little throw blankets. No, I, my brain went to a weird point when my, Don was talking about sharing the podcast. And I was like, if you know any uh, pay pigs, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like fi- financial domination, like people that want. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Like people God. who are like, sex if thing. they pledge yeah. money, it's I will happily call them up and say terrible things to them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I will do it. I will take that. Oh, guys, you're not me. getting fin dumb at all here. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway, uh, we've. Uh, I'm, I'm instantly regretting all of this. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we, I just we, wanted to run a very innocent, sweet and innocent Patreon. We don't have to make it sexual. Have you met our podcast? Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, part of it. So the next level is fold pledging. Oh, Jesus. That's oh, a very important. Oh. There's, it's, it's pay what you will. All yeah, sli- tiers cover all content. So Sliding you, scale. Yeah, so whatever pay what you, you can, yeah. you get everything. Um, but anyway, that's enough of that. We have an actual show to do. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Oh, and if you thought it wasn't weird already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're doing a little kind of cartwheel, but like not a full cartwheel <laughs> into pop culture oh, yes. with Shrek less. Shrek less. The Shrek burlesque show. The greenest burlesque you've ever seen. The... <laughs> I think my favorite review is it's ripping. Yeah. Oh no, there's a better review. We'll get to it. Oh, that's true. That's there's true. a better um, review than that. I was so the, the emotions I went through when I saw this pop up in my like Instagram. Have uh, you ever stories. seen swinging green tits before? If not, you should check out Shrek List. Yes, uh, I, the uh, the review Michael is referring to um, is from P- Pedestrian TV, which uh, Shrek Lusk shared. And it says, cult burlesque show Shrek Lusk is almost here, and my shrussy, shussy. Sorry, shussy is going into Ogre Drive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. What and is a shussy? Uh, you don't, oh I didn't know either. Dan inquired and regretted it instantly. Yep, don't, ask, don't ask. Don't ask. So uh, Shrek Lusk started, it was uh, from 2020, which is appropriate. You know, just the, the weirdest year that still feels like it's happening. In <laughs> Perth by the burlesque artist uh, Trigger Happy, who, uh, if you go to his Instagram, he's also part of a, a Simpsons burlesque show where he plays Homer. Oh, that makes sense. Um, which is... Oh, God, no! Kind of <laughs> wow. ter- terrifying. Get a picture. Um, the Shrek one has a lot less Uncanny Valley going on. The yes. Homer one <laughs> Homer one is creepy. Um, it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shrek Lesk is something that I didn't know I needed or wanted or would like. Uh-huh. So just, just to be clear, it is a burlesque show, and people should and people and should know what a burlesque. It's not show. just yeah, it's not just themed around Shrek. It is the story too. Yeah, so yes. like it is, but you know, it's obviously burlesque dancers, many of which are plus size. Very, mm-hmm. I think almost I all. I have to say, I'm fascinated by this genre of burlesque, like. I've seen Star Wars burlesque, Star Trek burlesque, Game of Thrones burlesque. You know, in in Los Angeles, it's a big business. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But they do bring in, like, people with unusual body types. I've seen disabled burlesque dancers. Mm-hmm. Boylesque is a huge thing here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fun genre. Look out. 
go go check it out. Um, I'm not sure how many listeners we have in Australia and New Zealand, but um, we have some. Please, that's where the show is. Yes. Uh, yeah, go check it out. Go check it out if you can. Take some pictures with the cast and send them to us. We'd love to see. Yes. Yes. It is. So I don't plug. I'm still just getting lost in like <laughs> watching the gingerbread man uh, <laughs> strip now. Well, Pinocchio, anyway, it's, <laughs> all that a whole sugar, round. all that sugar icing comes right. There's, off. Yeah, there's a whole. <laughs> Show me some sugar, baby. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, so so it's good stuff. It's good mm-hmm. stuff for the month of for the month of April. Um, also, well, I don't know. I I kind of wanted to do a, a catch up because we're about to go into a Liz, Lizzo subject. Um, I checked out the first episode of Watch Out for the Big Girls. Has oh, anyone else seen it yet? No, I haven't. How is it? I very much enjoyed it. I and I don't typically go for competition shows. Like that's not unless it is a type of thing that I'm inherently interested in, like cooking. Mm. And then I'll usually skip f- through all of the personal stories to just the cooking. <laughs> um, all these human beings. Why? Why? We always see the cooking. Well, because they always. <laughs> and so and so one of the, some of the things we're amusing at like it is a competition show. There are eliminations, um, but it's also Lizzo, and I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but she, whether or not this was planned ahead of time or not, she does break her own rules just because she wants to in, mm. in certain cases, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll just be like, you know what? This is my show. Damn it. And I'm doing it this way. So like, there's, a, there's some surprises. Wow. Um, it's very, yeah, it's, it's a lot of what you would expect, but just like, I was heavily invested, no pun intended in the contestants because they're all big women. And that's, that's really cool to watch. Um, yeah. Well, Lizzo has been just. There's surprises on the show and for us, mm-hmm. the public, because Lizzo has launched her own line of plus size shapewear and available in sizes 6X to X, yeah. which I loved seeing it framed that way because it is so often the other way around. The mm-hmm. other way around. Yeah, 6X all the way down to 1X. Yes. Are you sure it's on to 1X? I thought it was extra small. Yeah, it says 6X to XS. Yeah, that's extra small. Oh, I didn't see the S. But it does, the point being, it starts with 6X. As yes. it, which, you know, the, so the part of the whole, the whole point of the line is to shake up perceptions about how clothing is presented, in this case, shapewear, yes. which is commonly associated with, like, change the look of your body to look more traditionally beautiful. And, and she's like, but it doesn't have to. To be yeah, that. early yeah. shapewear would be things like corsets or girdles, mm-hmm. things that are designed to change the silhouette of the body. It's often used on the on the like the Academy Awards if if someone wants to fit into a particular suit or dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, they're usually typically been worn as undergarments mm-hmm. yeah. or foundation garments. My favorite phrase, <laughs> <laughs> ladies' foundation garments. Yeah. But these are meant to be sassy. You can wear them under your clothes. You can wear them over your clothes. You can wear them instead of clothes. Yeah, and it's very much that that idea of like sort of taking the power away from the thing or the word or whatever by co-opting it and making mm-hmm. it your own. And, and she makes a really great point that this isn't about your body is wrong and we have to correct it. Mm-hmm. It's really like, you know, maybe you you want to either show off your body in a particular way or you like the feel of compression in some parts mm-hmm. of your body. So it's really about you being able to express yourself in whatever way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the story behind the name of the line. So yeah. it's Yiddy, which um, is kind of a family nickname, and it's because her brother couldn't say Melissa, <laughs> and he would say Mayida, <laughs> and his uh, her auntie Car- Carmen would say, "Did he call her Yiddy?" <laughs> um, so then pe- her family would call her Yiddy, and it's kind of in honor of her aunt because her aunt passed away in May of 2020, and I just think that's a really 
I think it's a fun, like, I love when there's kind of that personal touch to any kind of product. Product line. But I think it's also, it makes it especially personal in this case because she designed the line and was kind of trying to break out of st- the standard, like, ideals of shapewear. Mm-hmm. Um, and was actually initially pushing. I don't know. I don't know if this was in the New York Times article or I read it somewhere else, but that she didn't want to call it shaper. She's like, it's body wear. And people were like, okay, but if you call it body wear, people aren't going to really know what it is. Yeah. Sauce West, who um, has been kind of uh, behind the push for inclusivity in um, plus size clothes, did have some valid criticisms because this uh, Lizzo's line is through Fabletics, which um, has had some not great stuff in the past and also like their plus size stuff is lower. Uh, the sizes are smaller than the plus standard. Mm-hmm. I suggest checking out uh, Saucy West's stuff on this. Cause I think it is, I, well, I think it's important to celebrate like milestones. You know, we, our thing is like, it's something mm-hmm. and I feel like this is especially something, but I think also, I think this is good groundwork for pushing for even more inclusive mm-hmm. clothing and sizing. Yeah, Absolutely. And you, get, you know, they got to start somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for them to make, you know, to make good on, um, on whatever scripts they've had in the past. Yeah. And I think it's like Lizzo is the person who can do that. Mm. But she's just doing all the things. And I yeah. feel like especially after 2021, which was a very like Lizzo light year, mm-hmm. um, sort of took a break, presumably writing, you know, making music and doing her thing like in the studio um a little less active on social media what was she doing i don't know, I don't know. she was making a tv show <laughs> and, and, and designing a shapewear line and, and lizzo has a new song coming out which you got a little tease of it in the video that was teasing the shapewear line i thought it was mm. going to be the new song coming out oh that would have been a very clever but you can you can pre-save the song so that when it comes out, it will save to either your like Apple Music, twelve a.m. Spotify, the day that it launches. Anyway, um, is it time? It's time. Yes, is it happening. Dun, dun, dun. We've got our new our new Lizzo Yiddy leggings on, and I'm <laughs> and they're, pulling them up. They're catching just, the breeze, and they're making me more aerodynamic as I soar through the air. Jesus Christ, he's airborne! <laughs> right into that one. There he goes. Oh. I am picturing I, Trevor in the Falcon suit during this now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's the it's wings wonderful. expand. <laughs> so, uh, BuzzFeed just had their annual Body Week, <laughs> and as part of that, uh, their—I um, can't remember the name of the section—but I was kind of talking about their style guide in terms of language and the words "quibbles and bits." And overweight. Yes, quib- quibbles and bits. <laughs> quibbles and bits. Yeah. Um, talking about. The problem with overweight and obese in terms of... As words. As words. I, I feel like they must have listened to Dan speak at some point and then just ripped off his entire <laughs> spiel. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. To be fair, it's, I'm hardly the first person yes. to talk about and, this. I know. And to that point... <laughs> the first person I heard talk about It's it. worth well, going through you. it again just in brief, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The euphemisms, how, how they hurt by their existence. Uh, and they cite uh, Aubrey Gordon, a.k.a. your fat friend, um... Uh, Aubrey's book, What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat, um, mm-hmm. was kind of a big influence on them 
settling on these these systems of what like you uh language use i think people might not be familiar with what a style guide is we're not talking about fashion style we're talking about the policies that a print magazine or print source has mm-hmm. yes to govern language for example part of the style guide for the new york times is they always use people's titles they will say mr obama or president obama they won't they won't just say obama right mm-hmm. right right that's part of the style guide and so in this case, going over uh, the different languages to describe and talk about fat and fat people and like what is an acceptable term. Um, the one that uh, surprised, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, this is continuing education, um, but the writer was talking about how even in their own copy editing, there have been times where they've opted for the term body shaming when what they really meant was anti-fat. Mm-hmm. And I had to th- sort of think about it but it does make sense because it's sort of that dancing around the word fat and like body shaming doesn't, it doesn't make it specific enough. If I yeah. may, I think the, the, the really subtle trick there, it's, and it's really nice that they picked up on it, is when you say body shaming, you think about the person being shamed. When you talk about anti-fat bias, you think about the person who has the bias. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. where your focus goes. So if I say that... You know, if I say that John uh, body shamed Jane, my focus is on Jane. But if I say that uh, John's anti-fat bias had an effect on Jane, now I'm focused on John. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, even the simple idea of avoiding saying the word fat, like that that's how some, that's like stigmatized. absolutely. Because fat has become literally unspeakable. Yeah. Like to say fat is a dirt, literally a dirty word. And so we come up with all these absurd euphemisms. And I mean, it's, this- it's purely a pejorative. You can call someone fat who isn't fat and it gets the point across, you know, it's, and people use it that way. As a, you mean as you to know. insult someone? Yeah, to insult. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, like a big you fat know, liar. It's, or yeah, a, it's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting. I, um, when I was on vacation, uh, there was a point where my uh, brother-in-law uh, said, he, you know, he, we were, it's vacation, so we were all sort of lo- lounging on the deck and, you know, late in the afternoon, and my sister came over and was like, hey, do you know, are we going to go do something? And he was like, no, 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 I'm, just, I'm, I'm feeling way too sort of fat and lazy to get up and do something. And I was sitting there with Michael mm-hmm. and he immediately sort of like stuttered and was like, I mean, uh, just lazy. Yeah. Um, and then I got up to go get a drink or something. And apparently like about a minute later, he, he sort of turned to Michael and was like, I'm so sorry about that. I didn't mean that. Oh, that's so sweet. Like mm-hmm. it just came out of my mouth, but I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying not right, to say that. Because they ca- because fat, the reason people avoid it is it collocates with other negative ideas. Right. In fact, in my book, I have an exercise where, you know, I say, try putting another pejorative in front of short. Like no one says like short and stupid. Yeah. But people mm-hmm. always say, oh, you know, fat and stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's, it's yep. it, how the, how They're the phrases collocate. Mm-hmm. How tied. the phrases collocate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. I've just, I've never had that experience. I've had people say it in front of me and then. I actually got into the habit of just maintaining eye contact for a long beat. (laughs) No, but it's never made it through. I like, I've never seen that shine of recognition. So I gave up, you know, it's, but it's amazing how people feel so free to say that in front of anyone. You mean collocations like fat and stupid or fat and lazy? Or like, oh, God, I feel so fat. Yeah. Or like, oh, she's, she's really getting, she's getting chunky, isn't she? I'm like, why are you leaning over and saying this to me? Like, well, you know what it fe- you know what it's like. It reminds me of. It's not the same as, but it reminds me of the high school phrase. Like, oh my god, that's so gay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Very which much so. unfortunately still has not died. You know, I think it's on the way out. But I, but it's like that idea that if you want to insult something, you call it gay. If you want to insult something, you call it fat. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I do think that is on the way. Again, granted I'm not in high school, but I the online is where I would expect to see that a lot. And it yeah. it I participate a lot in video game culture, so yeah. it is oh, well. rampant mm-hmm. in yeah. video game yeah. culture. Yeah, and I, mean, I feel like that is a very like it's still a very sort of like hetero straight male heteronormative uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah. not entirely let's not paint. With so it's broad interesting. Brushes. Like, so but, I play, I play a lot of games where you're, you're co-oping with people online and I'm finding a lot of, a lot of games where you have the ability to identify yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. So like overwatch has, um, uh, they have a gay pride flag now, mm-hmm. right? They have a uh, Ukraine flag went up right after the invasion. Mm-hmm. They have lots of little ways to make, personal statements. And once that started happening, I noticed if there's a gay flag in the, in the icons of the people you're playing with, I hardly ever anyone hear anyone say that's so gay anymore. Hmm. Right. As soon as they're aware that there's someone in front of them and if if they have any sort of intelligence about it, they're self-editing. It's the, it's the assumed say like, they probably assume that because this has always been this way, that they're, they have a safe space to yep. say shit like that. And then when they realize that not everyone else in that space is thinking the same thing they are, maybe there is a bit of like shame. I'm and still figuring it out because like I noticed when a woman is playing, the misogyny level still can go up. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. increase beyond what they would if there was no woman there. Well, so. because now they've got an audience. Well, and there's, back. and there's sexual interest. I think largely they, yeah. that, that adds a whole dynamic where you're, it's not just, it's not purely about the words of the insult. It's about getting attention yeah. or yeah. taking out some kind of past trauma on somebody you don't know because they're a woman, you know, like, there's a whole lot. That and there, there have been in. some studies I read recently that basically said that like a lower skilled straight man will tend to get very aggressive when they feel a woman has come into their gaming space and oh. is eclipsing them. Mm. So anyway, oh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Well, anyway. I think this might be a good uh, segue to our main topic. Yeah. So in my, you know, great big, big fat gay aggregator where I get all my uh, fat news. That's such um, a strange name <laughs> for your brain, honey. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I'm talking about my Google. Like, no, I know. Yeah. I know. So, um, <laughs> there was um, this article in this uh, kind of, I'm going to, uh, before I even get in this, we don't fuck with NFTs or yeah. metaverse stuff <laughs> on the Big Fat Gay podcast, but it caught my attention. I don't think this, we know nearly enough about it. No. Uh, this <laughs> NFT website kind of talking about the metaverse and how, the metaverse is an opportunity, like the world isn't body positive, but the metaverse could be. Right. So the metaverse, and I'm going to take a stab at this. It's the, I guess it's, it's new enough that it is a space where people see the potential to have avatars for yourself, like a, a digital avatar represented through an NFT, right? That's how it was well, described in the article. Yes. But I mean, right now, NFTs are just kind of JPEGs with blockchain. It's not a fully fledged... But the idea being you have an identity that's an avatar, but then maybe it's because it's an NFT, it is actually unique to you and owned by you. I liked how Trevor explained it to me, an oldster, that it was something like if all your, if all the internet dreams of the nineties came true, how did you package it? (laughs) It is, it is very bizarre because, so I specifically cited Ghost Whisperer, the Jennifer Love Hewitt show. There's an episode where her character who talks to ghosts, like is being contacted by a ghost of a teenager like uh, and she has to uh, jennifer love hewitt goes into essentially second life but like this is is someone who it's a video game yeah like a virtual reality world and this is like people who don't understand in the like the 90s early 2000s people who didn't understand what the internet was 
had this image of like, it's this other world and you have an avatar and like <laughs> there's <laughs> nightclubs. There's my favorite d- uh, visualization of the internet is the internet from Futurama where you literally yes. like you jack yourself in a la the matrix and you have an avatar and you're physically flying around a universe <laughs> of the internet and entering rooms that are actual websites and yes. chat rooms and like, but you still have a menu that you have to pull up in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can see somebody when you're trying to chat with them, you can see them pull up the menu and hit block. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and they disappear. Yeah. Exactly. So weird. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying it's not really like that on the, on the internet. Or exactly like that. We don't know. It's not yeah. really happened yet. Well, and so Meta, formerly Facebook, is like, this is their vision for the future. The metaverse. Like the metaverse. And integrating NFTs in some way. Okay, but like, our tie and why we're even talking about this is with this proposed new world and new society, <laughs> will people choose to be fat? Will and, they have fat avatars? And the Bopo verse is where the article comes yes. in, which is body positive, body positive verse um, is creating uh, NFTs to represent body positive, diverse, fat positive uh, yeah. avatars. So like that's where, but this is the jumping off point for us. Yeah. So, so everybody doesn't have to look like Conan or Bender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, but then it, it introduces all kinds of things. Like if you could choose what your avatar looks like, um, what would you do? And I think, so Don and I go into, come into this from video games. I think mm-hmm. even Trevor as well, because oh, like, yeah. video games have a long history of being able to create your character yeah. and, and make it look well, like whatever within- you want within the constraints as believed appropriate by the programmers. And we've Mm -hmm. done episodes on this before where in video games, even when they make a fat character, uh, a playable character fat or Mm -hmm. make you able to make your own avatar fat, they very rarely support a realistic Mm -hmm. idea of what fat is. They just sort of bend the triangle into a sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll just make all of the proportions larger or, you know, it just, it never looks like an actual (laughs) fat person. 400 pounds Mm -hmm. with abs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, yeah, the, yes. We've exactly. actually addressed that before. Yeah, exactly. That's, I remember yeah. that's a phenomenon in video games. Well, fat people with abs. Come on, oh. God, it's not like I've actually seen a video game. I got this from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, a game series which I have seen kind of go through this evolution of more inclusive body stuff and even, I would say, gender identity is The Sims. I knew it. I knew you were going to say um, that. I was thinking the, the same the thing. The Sims even, like, you can, I think it's one of the first games where I've really seen you can have different fat body types. Like you can mm-hmm. adjust their hips and butt and everything. So it's like, they can be more pear shaped. They mm-hmm. can be more apple shaped. They can be, you know, fat and muscular or just fat. Mm-hmm. They can be fat with like really skinny arms. Yeah. Um, and the latest iteration of the Sims, the Sims four was initially going to be an online only game. Oh. Kind of like um, the Sims online from the, you know, early two thousands, yeah. which was like, the Sims version of Second Life, kind, where you yeah. can have property and a stuff. very innocent version of Second yes. Life. <laughs> Actually, Second Life. I, I, oh, not I've so heard, much. I couldn't get it to run on my computer. Or my, my parents got it for me, and they didn't realize like you needed a subscription. Oh, oh. so I couldn't play it. Oh yeah, because that's how online games used to always have yeah. a monthly subscription. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that's why I couldn't play them. But you know, so Facebook has kind of like. Uh, sorry, Meta <laughs> has, you know, they had the little avatars you can make and they have kind of transitioned to them into 3D mm-hmm. and like they can kind of be fat. Right. And then like if you can design your own avatar and you're fat and you identify as fat, are you going to are you going to put that into your 
metaverse avatar that you can choose to make it look like however you want. Yeah. Um, is there anyone out there who isn't fat who would do that? Like, I'm well, curious. I, and I think it's, I think there are, there are probably a lot of people who would experiment with an avatar who didn't look like them. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways mm-hmm. it could not look like them is that it's fat. I think it's also important to say that like, if you are fat, it's not necessarily some betrayal to have like a thin and muscular avatar. No. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you just want to explore that body the same way someone might want to explore the reverse? Well, Except that there is the stigma. It makes sense though, because the question has to be asked because one of the first proto questions asked any gay person is like, well, if you couldn't be gay, if you could not be gay, (sighs) if there were a pill, would you not be gay? (laughs) Right. So (laughs) it's hard not to make that immediate comparison to a fat person going into this metaverse. Do you want, would you assume that you're going to get the same bullshit with your, with a fat (laughs) avatar that you get in real life, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Just the gay pill thing (laughs) made me think that like, it's, so there's a pill you can take to not be gay, but you have to take it every day. <laughs> Otherwise, whoops, you go through the change and it's like a werewolf. It's like, oh no, I didn't take my medication. They're like risk snap forward. <laughs> you mean like a Tyrannosaurus? Yeah, would <laughs> you. If that's not a short film somewhere, it should be. Um, um, no, the, what, where I was going to go with it was, I think the, the key difference between what we've talked about with video game avatars and even online video games and this, yeah. which I'm curious about, and I don't know if this is the case, but because NFTs, like the whole point is, is that it is uniquely identified. Like mm-hmm. the reason it exists is because it is unique. It is a thing that represents mm. the unique version of whatever that is. In that case, it becomes tied to your identity, right? Yeah. It's not you literally own it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's just a screen name or an avatar or a Bitmoji. It is, I think, supposed to be tied to your identity, kind of like an I'm, ID. I'm Maybe willing, I don't know. Well, that would make sense. That follows. I mean, the thing is, is it should be that, but like, it's still uh-huh. not really. The, I mean, it's still this weird thing where it's like not. Well, so far NFTs are just like. JPEGs and there is right, this yeah. there there's this push for like but it could be like that right and it could be you know it in the metaverse avatars could buy shirts that are NFTs and there's only a certain number of these shirts or like mm-hmm. like you know they could collab yeah. with these brands and I'm curious like with like if your NFT is fat could it wear the shirt or is it going to be like the same thing where it's we like, have wow, the same problem. Are we gonna NFT have is clipping same. through this chair because it's not big enough. I can't wear this NFT I bought. If I, you change the NFT from the original, is it still an NFT of that same unique? Oh, is like, the fatter version? Is it still interesting? I interesting. would be willing to bet that if the original artist make, made adjustments, they could resell it. And um, then it would, would it be different it would be a different that is a really interesting ontological question because it's almost like if the person gains weight are they the same person huh if your avatar gains weight and it is another avatar are you the same avatar yeah i think because (laughs) because there's no sense of time like you can't say that avatar gained weight and became that it's they're two different things. No, no, I yeah. get it. I'm just again from an right. ontological point of view because I have very little other way to participate in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, my prediction though is that it's not going to be the desire for fat bodies in the space that will drive the appearance of fat bodies in the space. My bet is it's. Uh, do you guys know what the term kawaii means? Yeah, only no. the island in the chain in the archipelago. Okay, so kawaii is a Japanese term that means cuteness, mm-hmm. right? And, oh, and the, yeah. the 
uh, it's one of the driving forces in a lot of like young kid marketing um, and trendy marketing in new things. So like the animals with really big eyes, animals with the big eyes. Like, so um, one of the big problems coming up with these, these models is shapes, making the shapes that can move and be animated and not overlap in ways that break the illusion that it's a real thing. Mm. Right. Mm. That's why like when you just take a, you know, a a mainstream body type and blow it up, it doesn't look like a fat person Mm -hmm. because it doesn't move right. It doesn't, the body doesn't interact with itself. Oh, kind of like when you take skinny people clothes and blow them up for fat people, they don't fit. (laughs) So with video games, like I think the drive is going to be for like, you know, the big cute clown or sumo wrestler and these sort of other figures that are more fantastic. But then once those figures are in place and you have the framework for larger bodies, then I think you'll actually start seeing larger realistic avatars entering the marketplace. And Mm. that would be, that would be interesting. And I mean, to to wrap it back into the article that we were referring to, like somebody is like Bopoverse is creating these avatars in like specifically, I think female plus size bodies, Mm -hmm. but like there will be, I think it would be much I say this now, not knowing anything about it, but I think in concept, at least, it is much easier to design digital avatars of a certain type or shape than it is to design clothes to fit people of that same type and shape. Well, yeah, because you can take in their elbows. Yeah, you know, well, exactly. like, it's so much easier. <laughs> no, I just mean like it, it is a more achievable goal to represent people digitally when you can literally make it anything through no limitation except the programming Versus clothing where you have materials to worry about. You have physical, you have physics you to worry about. you actual clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in, because so, we talk about finding representation that actually fits the people it's meant for, including clothing and like how hard it is to find clothing that fits a oh, fat body yeah. perfectly. When you're in a cyberspace, to use a 90s term, hmm. like you are <laughs> not I'm, constrained. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah, you are not constrained <laughs> by those same physical realities. I think actually cyberspace is is it coming back for like the met for like the vibe of the metaverse. Yeah, to me true. it's like <laughs> well, congratulations to William Gibson who invented the invented term. Yeah. the term. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It comes from uh, cyberpunk. I do think it's ah. interesting that their metaverses like Facebook is throwing their weight into metaverse so hard when like I can't think of a sci-fi reality where virtual reality is a positive thing. True. No. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so what would you do if you could design your own avatar? What would like what how would how would it look? And 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 I would think specifically imagine that you can only have one and it, and it is tied to your identity the same way that an ID is. Well, but would it would you only be able to have one or you just I don't know. Yes, I just that a condition of the question. Yeah, you like, would be able to change it like clothes. Yeah, exactly. But but for the qu- point of the question is yeah. is pertinent to this. If you were tied to one image to your virtual life, mm-hmm. right? What would it be? And I don't think mine would be humaniform. Just I don't think it would. Okay. I think I'd want to distance. I think I'd want to be something more fantastic. Is this part of your rabbit fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose you can go any direction with it. There's no yeah, reason. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, why would you assume it would be a person? I don't think most people would necessarily reach for that. You'd be getting a lot of robots and animal Furry. icons, yeah. spirit guides. and Part of the problem is like, the metaverse, I mean, I think it's apparently it's already a thing because people are buying and selling property and investing like money in f- fake property, which like that was already a thing in Second Life. All of this is already a thing in Second Life. Like just go on. 
Yeah. Second Life. Like yeah, there but are, that was like 15 minutes ago, Trevor. But there's still Second a very Life has been going for <laughs> yeah. decades. There's still yeah. a very dedicated oh, base yeah. oh, of yeah. people. I'm still amazed that they're they're selling virtual mansions for actual money, like hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars in some cases. I'm not sure yeah. if we want to go into this, but do you remember the show Years and Years? Yes. So mm-hmm. in the show Years and Years, which is basically it, it is a projected future that begins with <laughs> the Donald Trump presidency dropping a nuclear bomb on Taiwan or something. Yeah, um, that's the beginning of the show, and like it goes forward from there in years and years. Okay, about this dystopic, this dystopian future. I, I watched that at the start of the pandemic. Yeah, it was a huge mistake. No, it is. It is. It's inc- a very it is, bummer it is, show. It is, it is completely British and soul crushing oh, <laughs> of just like how bleak it's well, really hard. So much shit happens there that seems to be happening during the pandemic. Anyway, yeah. go on, go on. Here's go on. my point. One of the things that happens in this positive future is there's a, a teenage girl and there's this technology where she can wear an avatar in real life. Okay. Like it's almost like glasses that then project a, project a cartoon face. Uh, well, it's, like like the, a, it's like a, a an Instagram filter that yeah. is projected over her face. In real life. Hmm. And there's a voice that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And so all her voices are modulated. And the parents are kind of annoyed in the same way that parents get annoyed when, you know, when people used to have Game Boys. Yeah. And <laughs> we're always playing Game Boys at the table. So so they're like, yeah, can you just take the filter off? Can you just take the filter off? And the, the daughter becomes increasingly withdrawn and eventually comes out as trans. And wait, the parents are like, oh, thank God. Like, we know how to deal with this. Like, that's, that's great. Like, that's you're trans, honey. And she goes, no, transhuman. Mm-hmm. Because it is her desire to, to be a non-corporeal entity in an electronic universe. And she is dissatisfied with her, with what she feels is being trapped in, physical in, a, form. in a human mm-hmm. persona. Yeah. And the parents have no idea how to deal with this. Hmm. And I just think it's, it's an interesting way to sort of cap this as like, do how far do people want to go with this? How important is the avatar? Are people going to retreat into their avatar the way people retreat into Facebook and Twitter? Well, what, I, mean, I don't know. My, my takeaway from like having followed this and, you know, being an extremely online person trademark yeah. um, is like internet people don't want the metaverse. Yeah. Like that is like, yeah. and like personally, it's like, I don't want to be more online. Like, it, it I, is, it is, it's a it's a scam, people. That's the, <laughs> NFTs in the metaverse are a scam. And I, I, Trevor Trevor often laments the days when it was just him and a few friends on the internet. Yes. <laughs> I I don't know. I, Trevor's opinions are not officially shared by the Big Fat Game Podcast, <laughs> but unofficially, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I my my instinct is that um, this is much like Bitcoin. This is being driven by people with money, and yeah. people with money can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually they will make it catch on because if they've invested yeah. that much money and it, it has doesn't, to catch on. like, yeah, yeah like you uh, <laughs> listeners, let us know, like, what are you, I don't know. Would you have a fat avatar? Would you like, let us know. I don't let us know about what you would do with avatars when you are, uh, as, uh, I don't know if it's Don or Dan said, you know, when we're all forced into the metaverse, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> fat, <laughs> what then? <laughs> fat. Fatars of the cyber. Fat Fatars. Big fat gay fat Fatars. <laughs> oh my God, we'll make a mint. Is this how we make our money? We don't even need a Patreon. No, we can just make Avatar. Fat Avatar? An Avatar. Avatar. Af- uh, an Avatar. At Fatar. I like Avatar. 
Athatar. Fatatar. Ad- okay. Well, anyway. Yeah. That sounds like a really overweight Minotaur. That's well. I'm going. Well, to, it could be, couldn't it? It sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I we got a tip. We do. Other than Christ. Other than NFTs being a scam, uh, our tip is uh, Yen Press announced a new uh, manga called Embrace Your Size, and it is a love letter to those who dream of being fashionable but consider their weight an obstacle. This uplifting comic essay by a plus-size author chronicles her own journey with body positivity and learning to love herself as she is. Hmm. And it looks very cute. And I, I haven't really seen that. And I know, Don, you were saying you didn't either like that, like a fat positive manga, which like yeah. there's, you know, there's Yaoi and there's Bera. Because Dan was like, <laughs> what about like the, the bear? Dan was talking about Bera. I, porn, I'm trying to remember different. the name of the really famous one. It's like my brother's gay husband or something yes. like that. But even that one, it's not really a fat character. It's it's a big sort of muscle. I mean, bear yeah, guy. he's he's very. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there is a this artist I follow, and I don't. I can, it's all Japanese, so I can't. I don't really know the, the story or like where to get it. Where it's a sumo wrestler. It's like a world where it's like sumo wrestlers, but instead of the mawashis, they have donuts. It's like belts. <laughs> Does like, that mean you can literally eat them? I was gonna say like an actual donut. <laughs> Like, yes. I mean, well, I don't know. I can't read it. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have a reason to go down on a sumo wrestler before, now well, it's made like, of I, I don't that know if it's donuts? actual, <laughs> I'm unclear if it's actual donuts or it just looks like donuts. Do they um, look like, like they have sprinkles and yeah. And like a little, like kind of jelly filling. This is somebody's like, this is somebody's fantasy. It has to be a Simpsons donut. It has to, like, that's a donut. The I will, I will try to, donut, sprinkles. Yeah. I will try to find this and I will share this on, uh, the episode page as well. And if any listeners uh, can read and translate and let me know what's happening in this, these Japanese uh, donut in these alternate donut sumo verses. <laughs> yes. But, uh, oh, and also check out and uh, pre-order um, embrace your size. Yay. Nice. Uh, this episode is in desperate need of grounding. Don, please give us something relatable to think about. <laughs> Take us out I, of the metaverse and yes. bring us home. Well, since earlier in this episode, uh, we talked a little bit about euphemisms and how they can be harmful. One of the other problems you run into with euphemisms, if you don't know what the euphemism's for, sometimes it can be really freaking hard to tell what the guy's talking about, right? Yes. Sure, yeah. So, euphemisms from around the world. <laughs> yeah. ah. Yay! Yay! So, for example, what do these four words mean? What, what are they all referring to? Slouster. <laughs> Sappy. Sappy. Turl. Or Yankee Dime. Yankee Dime. Oh, um, okay. Is it a like kind of homely looking woman? Like, oh no. Okay. Okay. So all of them are actually uh, euphemisms for uh, kissing from around the world. Yankee a, Dime. A, a Yankee Dime is a southern euphemism from Virginia, apparently, uh, and this and farther south, uh, which is a slur against uh, the Northerners who. Thought they could just pay for, like, not have to use money for things in the oh, South, apparently. Oh, interesting. But, um, oh, that you could get it for a kiss. Yeah, so could. a slouster is a sloppy, slobbery kiss. Ah, a oh, sappy is a soft and drawn-out, tender and juicy kiss. Okay. A turl is a soft peck on the lips, and a Yankee dime is a quick, innocent kiss. Huh, because dime has a different meaning in pop culture now. It's sort of like a, a hot woman to put, uh, it, to put it nicely. This is post-Civil uh, War, so. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. never heard that. All right. Uh, it's 
So what are these some euphemisms for? Hip hop lingo. Strawberry week. There are communists in the fun house. <laughs> Shark week. Period. Well done. <laughs> the fourth one was Shark surfing week. the crimson wave. Oh, 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 oh. What was that, the communist one again? Uh, there are communists in the fun house. That is a there euphemism. Oak is red. Red, red in the fun place. It's a, uh, it's a euphemism from Denmark, Estonia, Canada, and Sweden. Oh, boy. I, here's another batch. All of these mean the same thing from various places around the world. Shoot twixt wind and water. What? Shoot twixt, twixt. wind and water. Shoot twixt wind and water. Have your corn ground. <clears throat> Grope for a trout in a peculiar river or passing the gravy. Eating someone out. Jerking off. Pooping. <laughs> All of these are euphemisms for sexual intercourse. Straight oh, up. Okay. Shoot twixt wind and water is apparently a Shakespearean root. Oh. Um, have your corn ground. That seems it's because you pound the crap out of gro- okay. uh, corn oh. to grind it. Uh, grope for trout in the peculiar river. More Shakespeare. <laughs> and passing the gravy, I think, is somewhat self-explanatory. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, oh, as I wandered the world, I discovered Sweden has an awful lot of very interesting, interesting euphemisms. Um, <laughs> this all is, of these. Is this why the Norwegians are just always ragging on All of these are from Sweden, and all of them are euphemisms for the same thing. What is oh, it for? We're, we're going to get so many cards and letters. Feed the meat beaver. Uh-huh. Pull a Tarzan. Knead the baguette. Or chastise the one-eyed. Masturbation. It's got to be masturbation. Masturbation. I, apropos of, well, this, Swedish phrases, I, you know, was swiping through endless, endless uh, shorts online. And one of them that came up was was Alicia Vikander, the actress on the uh, Graham Norton show, talking about Swedish. Apparently, they have a huge amount of... Uh, yeah, like euphemistic phrases that just make absolutely no sense in English. And one of them was like, she was like, uh, oh yeah, you can't just come sliding in here on a shrimp sandwich. (laughs) 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 And apparently it's like, because there's like a lot of classism and like the a shrimp sandwich would be something that the upper classes could afford to eat. You can't just like, oh, you can't, you can't just like come in here. Like it just like you own the place. Yeah. Like you own the place basically. Sliding like, in on a shrimp sandwich. That said, I'm convinced there's going to be a Swedish listener out there going like, I have never heard of any of these expressions. I don't know possible. what these people I mean, are talking I, about. You a liar. I heard it straight from Alicia Vikander. So take it up with her. I blame all these from the internet. She told so, me personally. Trevor, out of curiosity, if we do have any Swedish listeners and they're upset by the euphemisms we're spreading about them, where, well, should, where can they go to tell us about that? You can slide in on a shrimp sandwich to our social media. Yeah. We're at uh, on Instagram as Big Fat Gay Pod, Twitter too, Facebook for the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Five stars, five stars. Podcasts, Spotify. reviews, everywhere. All the things. And um, just keep an eye out for our Patreon coming up yes. uh, in just a couple weeks. Our Patreon will be patreon.com slash Big Fat Gay Pod. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do the website. Oh, do the website. Uh, our website's www.bigfatgaypod.com. <laughs> Maybe you're, uh, you're in the metaverse. You're lost. We, mm. we brought you here and we, we can't oh, no. take you out. That would explain a lot. And uh, <laughs> Are you sure we're not lost? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're trying to find your way home and then the door gets blasted open. Ah. And it's, it's Shrek-lesque. <laughs> and they're, they're, it's Shrek twerking. Donkey! You gotta, you gotta grab on. Donkey, grab on. I need something to ride. Grab on and come on home. So, 
definitely watch out. <laughs>